Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm here with my wonderful, beautiful, Marvel-loving wife, Michelle. <laughs> hello. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, April 28th, 2019. It's been a big Marvel Avengers weekend, let's tell you. I know. I have worn every MCU article of clothing <laughs> that I own this week, and I, that's a lot. Including some that I think you've just recently received. <laughs> that's so. right. Really exciting stuff. Uh, it's been a fantastic weekend. Just so much Marvel love out there, and we're here to share it with you today. And speaking of today, thank you for joining us in the future. You can find us anywhere you get podcasts. We also have our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. You can also find us and subscribe to us, iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Yeah, we love to hear from you as well, and so how can people reach us, We <laughs> <laughs> Lots of ways. As we already said, we have our own website. You can reach us there, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Uh, we're also, we have a lot of fun on social media with a lot of different podcasts, a lot of different bloggers, just a lot of you out there. Right. We have a great time with all of you. On Twitter, you can find us at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook and Instagram at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We now have Pinterest, don't we? We do. What's our website for Pinterest? Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Wow, that's easy to remember. I know, right? <laughs> I was thinking, no, no, I wasn't going to say that about you. <laughs> say, say simple minded over here uh, well no <laughs> i won't say that you're wonderful I and you're very that. You smart already said that. <laughs> i don't need to say it it's pretty obvious no 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 i'm just playing with you I you're know. very smart i know i'm just joking with you as well uh you can also find us uh you can email us at hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com so uh, as we talked about already, we have a lot of stuff for you today. It's mostly going to revolve around Marvel. Uh, we're going to, mm-hmm. of course, uh, look at Avengers Endgame. We're going to give you our review in spoiler-free and spoiler-full segments. Don't worry, we'll split them up really well for you, so you don't have to worry about it if you haven't been lucky enough to see this movie yet. And if you haven't seen this movie yet, you're one of the few, apparently. <laughs> Uh, but we have lots of other stuff for you today, including a new Halloween fireworks show that's coming to the Walt Disney World right. Resort, a fan favorite fireworks show that is returning to the Disneyland Resort, <laughs> and it's nearly reservation time for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. But let's get to it. Let's hesitate no longer and get to our review of Avengers Endgame. Thanos did exactly what he said he was going to do. He wiped out 50% of all living creatures. We lost. All of us. We lost friends. We lost family. We lost a part of ourselves. This is the fight of our lives. This is going to work, Steve. I know it is. Because I don't know what I'm going to do if it doesn't. So there it is. That's the trailer for Avengers Endgame. Seems like just not that long ago that we were breaking that whole thing down. Like, what does this mean? What are they doing there? What's going on? Well, we now know. Now... 
We are not going to share any of that with you during this part of the podcast. We will keep this part spoiler-free just in case you haven't seen it yet. You will know when we're going to get into spoilers because I will be playing our spoiler alert alarm. <laughs> now, this is not a spoiler alert alarm now, but just to have you an idea of what it sounds this like. This is only a drill. This is just a test when we go into our spoiler alert segment. So obviously it's the theme from Avengers, which I just love so much that yeah. I can't hear it enough. It's so good. Oh, yeah. You get so, pumped just hearing it. Oh, I know. I was actually, as we were listening to it many, many times over the weekend, I was thinking we need. I may need to find a way to add that to my running list because it's so inspiring and so great that uh, I actually want to have it on all the time. I want to be able to run to it. Uh, I don't know if it actually works for my running list, but it may be making an appearance there soon. Nice, nice. But anyway, let's get to our spoiler-free uh, review of Avengers Endgame. We also, by the way, uh, we wrote a review, spoiler-free for this, so if you want to read it, uh, you can go to our website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com, and check it out there. But I promise this part is just going to be mostly about how we felt watching the film. It's not going to have any details really involved with the movie. We will keep that clean for you, since you, if just in case you have not seen it yet. Right, and you know we hope that... If you haven't seen it yet, that you're you are being fortunate enough to not see spoilers. I know that I have a couple friends who said just before they went in to see the movie that they were shattered by getting some spoilers mm -hmm. on social media, and and you know that's why we really want to make sure here we're separating it out so that you know that. And and on our website, we only put in, in there the spoiler-free review. Right. We also saw that, and we'll get to this a little bit, like, you know, most of you will have seen this film by like That's why we're also going to have a spoiler-full segment, but again, we're going to completely separate them. We'll get to that later. So here we are, spoiler-free. We screened this film on Tuesday, uh, April 23rd. Yes. Got an early press screening. We were very lucky in that regard. And we also watched it again yesterday <laughs> on April 27th on Saturday, and we loved it both times. Yeah, that's why we needed to go back. Right. Another time. Yeah. And and in my spoiler free notes, that's pretty much what I'm saying too. you know, have for notes too in preparation is just, you know, more our reaction, what we mm -hmm. felt like. So that's about all I that's think we can it. say. That's about it. Now, the only spoiler I'm going to give you here is for Infinity War. So if you haven't seen Infinity War yet, well, why are you worried about Endgame for one thing? Right. But, uh, I'm just going to set up where we were in the universe, and that comes off of Infinity War, uh, Avengers Infinity War. And that is the fact that uh, Thanos got the gauntlet filled with all the, uh, the Infinity Stones, and he snapped, and he snapped away half the population of the universe, which was exactly uh, his goal. And the last we saw from Infinity War was... All these people fading away, including many of the heroes you know and love. Absolutely. But then we saw in some of the other films little little hints of, you know, the, the team and what some things might happen in the future that relate to Endgame. Right. So. And we saw some other stuff that happened there. But yeah, that's pretty yeah. much where they're just to set the stage where we are. And so, of course, from this, they're building to how do you deal with that? And that's what leads us into this film. So, um, Let's just say that this movie was a whirlwind. Uh, I couldn't keep my eyes off the screen. It was long. Yes, three hours, but it didn't feel long. It never felt like three hours to me. I don't know if you agree with that. I, I would agree with that as well. And, you know, even before seeing the film when they were... 
they were announcing the length of the film and, you know, the reasoning why, you know, because they are talking about a lot of people. Um, it made sense. And it, it, like you said, it flowed in that, in that three hours seemed, I'm not saying it seemed like it rushed by because mm-hmm. it, it wasn't, there was a lot to take in, but it, you know, seemed appropriate. Right. It was really great storytelling by the Russos, Absolutely. by Joe and Anthony Russo. They really took the story, delved into it. It's, Started off a little slowly, but there was reasoning for that. And you'll find that when you see this film. And it builds and builds and builds to just an epic, epic conclusion. Uh, it just was fantastic. It hit, it, it had so much heart in it. I think you uh, right. tweeted that out originally how much heart you saw mm-hmm. in it. Uh, it just hit all the emotions. We cheered, we laughed. I wept personally <laughs> numerous times the first time seeing it, a couple more times the second time seeing it, but the first time I was a, you know me, I'm just an emotional basket case, and I was a wreck through a good portion of this film. Yeah, it definitely is a film that can bring some tears and cheers, and that's for sure. And, you know, interestingly, you say that it started out slow. I don't know that, I can see why you're saying that, but I don't know, I didn't. I felt like it jumped into things. Mm, okay, I, I know. I I think it was it was deliberately slow, and we'll get mm-hmm. more into that when we get to spoil. Sure, I don't wanna, sure. It, it but I don't want to. It was deliberately slow. That it's like, oh, it's slow the but uh, it didn't take away from. I'm not saying that there was anything bad about this film because believe me, I don't think there was anything bad about right, this film. Right, right. It's just differences of perceptions. Right. Maybe. The one yeah. thing I will say about this film is that if you're not a Marvel fan so much, if you haven't watched many of the films, you may not get as much out of this. But if you are a Marvel fan, like we are Marvel fans mm-hmm. that has seen either most of, if not all of these films, right. it's going to hit every single note you want to hit within this movie. It is so good. I, I just, I can't say enough good things about it. I, I can't either add to that as well, because it, it is just a, a great, like you said, mm-hmm. storytelling. It um, includes everything you'd want in a film. Mm-hmm. You know, like like we said, it, it has the emotional touching of your heart. It has things that you just are so happy about and cheer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it it summarizes everything, answers questions that you may have had. So it, it is a complete film. Mm-hmm. It has nostalgia into mm-hmm. it. it. It's while still being modern in its own narrative and following its own storyline. Um, it's just it's just really a beautiful, beautiful piece of art to me. Uh, and I, I love it so much. I can't wait. We've seen it twice. I, I'm excited to see it again. Sure. Me too. And, you know, I mean, I think that... Um, the flow of it was really good. You know, I, you know, again, when we we're talking about the three hours and everything and, you know, how it started and I just felt like it, I didn't feel it roller coastery, you know, mm-hmm. even though we were talking about these different emotions and I think of some other f- films that are not, you know, at all Marvel or anything like that, that when you start talking about having all those emotions, you might feel like you're roller coaster. I didn't sense that. See, I did. I oh, thought really? it was a roller coaster because mm. of we. I was emotionally all over the map, and the storyline twists and turns so much. Just kind of that's what I think of a roller coaster: twists, turns, ups, downs, yeah. and that's kind of the, where I was. It was in a good way. Right. It was a good one of the best roller coasters I've ever <laughs> been on in my life in the movie theater. Uh, it's really wonderful. Right. Well, it just made sense, I guess. Mm. Maybe yeah. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, I thought it made sense too. Everything. Yeah. Everything was done in this film for a purpose. 
Uh, that's why uh, I, I talked about this in the written review is that, and you've listened to this podcast, you know us and you know me and you know that I love editing films, that the part of the thing I find problems with films is editing, that I feel like a mediocre film, mm-hmm. if it edited properly, could be a good film and a good film edited properly can be a masterpiece. And so when you hear you're getting a three hour movie, you're kind of, okay, what could they have edited out? And We've seen it twice now. The first time, I didn't think there was a thing. Second time, I'm like, okay, maybe bits and pieces here and there. But really, I don't really believe so. That I think that everything that's in this movie is there for a reason, necessary, and was important to this film. Right. And I didn't really think there was also much in this film that I thought, oh, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Or I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect the character to do that. Mm-hmm. I think they pretty much were on point with how they've been... Uh, delivering these movies in the past. And the other thing about this movie, too, is it it, it is very attractive to all ages. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we, we were there with uh, both in the screening, less so in the screening, but definitely last night, you know, there were younger kids there as well, and they were getting into it. I, yeah. think, I think the thing that helps is if they are also aware of Marvel characters, right? You know, of course, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't know if I would give this to really young kids. I mean, it still is vi- is superhero violence, but there still is violence going on. There is some language in this movie. Just just getting it out there for very young kids, but I think anywhere over seven, eight years old. And it's yeah. again, it, you know your kids. Maybe your four year old can go with this and would right, love it, right. uh, but you know your kids. Maybe I, I just just putting it out there. Maybe seven, eight years old. Maybe above that might be the best time for somebody but yes kids we saw many kids uh love this film as much if not more than we did and another thing i want to say about it spoiler free is that the characters every character that is within this film had a chance to shine within it yes and they, they they really did and like i said with my previous comment they're what they portrayed in this was very much synchronized with their their characters in the past of what we've seen them do and react in the past. Right. Agreed. And that's interesting being the fact that this is so many characters from so many different universes within Marvel mm-hmm. and that they pulled this all together and they can make these characters be true to themselves in in some way, shape, or form, or in all ways, shape, or form in this movie. So, uh, you know, it was a summer blockbuster, and it really was a blockbuster. <laughs> I mean, this is summer blockbuster all yes. over it. But it it had more heart than you see from the normal summer blockbuster. I mean, yes, there were explosions. Yes, there were fight scenes. Yes, there was action. But it wasn't like, that's it. There was soul within this film. Right. And after Infinity Wars, when you walked out of that theater like thud, mm. um, this was definitely the answer to that. Yeah. Um, and I know we've said it before, and I believe most people agree, like, those two films go together. Like, mm-hmm. it's a six-hour giant film is what it really is. You put the two together. Although I do believe having a year off in between made people twist enough and think about sure. it enough that it made this film be even larger so um you know it, it's just such a wonderful movie and it's interesting that you know yes it's nostalgia but it also like i said follows its own narrative but it also sets up for a little bit teasing some things in the future of marvel what we have to come even though this was tying up 11 years 22 movies of the avengers saga but uh, there is some good stuff out there that's yet to come right and this may or may not be considered a spoiler. You can edit it out if you think so. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I was glad to see Stan Lee was in it. Yeah, I'll just say I, that. I, that's been out there in the press. I don't think it's a spoiler, and okay. I don't think it's a it's a big deal. Yes, Stan Lee does make a cameo. And we're not going to tell you what it is, right? But he does make a cameo within this film, and uh, it was good to see him again. Right? You know, he just uh, we're so sad when he he fell. Of course, uh, not fell literally, but right. uh, passed away uh, a few months ago, and. It's still great to see him pop up in these films, yes. uh, living his life within these films. That's that's really great. So, I give it four out of four stars. I've been, I've been hesitant to give four <laughs> stars to anything. Um, this was brilliant to me. It's everything I wanted. Now I can see where some critics might not give it four stars, but as a Marvel fan who's watched every single Marvel movie <laughs> multiple times and loved them, yes. This was a perfect movie to me. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I would also give it a four out of four. I think the only thing, if I were to look at it as a movie critic, which I'm not, and I'm not skillful at that, it's not a standalone film. If, no. if you haven't seen, and that's where Marvels. some people are. Some people are. It's really getting great reviews on. You know, if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, right. it's like a ninety-six percent or whatever. It's getting great reviews across the board. But yeah, I agree with you. That's why I said to begin with, if you right. don't know Marvel really well, this some is, things might fall a little flat with you during this. Sure, you you wouldn't get the same emotional mm-hmm. attachment to it, and some of the th- the storyline might not make sense to you. Yes. Uh, you know, you got to know people's powers, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Uh, you kind of got to know those things uh, going in, but uh, really great movie. And uh, just before we get to our spoiler full segment, I want to go through what this movie has done over the weekend because it has shattered, absolutely shattered. Right. Virtually every theater record in its opening weekend. Here, I'm going to go down this list and just listen to this list of records that it has broken. It had the largest, and this is domestically, largest Thursday previews at $60 million. That defeated Star Wars The Force Awakens, which was at $57 million. Wow. It had the widest opening, 4,662 theaters, as opposed to 4,529 theaters for Despicable Me 3. They had the largest Friday opening day and single day at 156.7 million. The previous record was 119.1 million by Star Wars The Force Awakens. It had the largest Saturday at 109 million. The previous record was 82.1 million for Avengers Infinity War. It had the largest Sunday. They're already, it's, we're in the middle of Sunday. They've already tabulated Sunday, so this number may shift a little bit, but it still is already, they already said this is definitely going to be the largest Sunday ever. 84.3 million. The previous record was 69.2 million by Avengers Infinity War. It had the domestic opening weekend record at 350 million. The previous record was 257.69 million by Avengers Infinity War. It beat it by almost a hundred million dollars wow. in the opening weekend. Uh, it was. It had the number one movie market share this week at ninety percent. The previous record was 84.5 percent for Avengers: Age of Ultron. So that means that ninety percent of the people that were going to the theaters in the U, in North America this week were going to see Avengers: Endgame. Jeez. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Uh, it had the highest per theater average wide opening at 75,075 for 4,662 theaters. The previous record, they don't tell you the film, but it was 59,982 at 4,134 theaters. It had the largest April spring opening. PG-13 opening and 3-Dre gross. The previous record was 
or excuse me, yeah, the previous record was 257.69 million. Again, Avengers Infinity War. It had the biggest weekend overall. That's all the top 12 grossing films, including this one. It's the biggest week at the theaters ever, weekend at the theaters ever, at 389 million. Just shows you that they made 350 million. Everybody else made about 39 million this week. That was the 10%, <laughs> yeah, of, the 10% yeah. of people went to theaters, went and saw that other 39 million. Uh, the previous record was 305 million point five three. excuse me, 305.55 million, which was December 18th through the 20th of 2015. It was the fastest to 100 million in one day. It says that it's tied with actually Star Wars The Force Awakens, which was also one day, but I think it hit uh, earlier within one day, the 100 million point. It was the fastest to 150 million one day. Previous record was two days for Avengers Infinity War. It was the fastest to 200 million two days. Previous record was three days, Avengers Infinity War. Fastest to 250 million three days. Again, uh, also... Uh, Avengers Infinity War hit 250 million within three days, but however, uh, Endgame was there quicker than Infinity War. It was the fastest to 300 million, three days. The previous record was five days for Star Wars The Force Awakens. It was the fastest to 350 million, three days. (laughs) The previous record was six days by Star Wars The Force Awakens. International opening weekend, it had 859 million. 859 million internationally. Wow. Uh, the previous record, 443.15 million Jeez. for The Fate of the Furious. So it almost doubled wow. the previous international Pretty opening cool. weekend. The worldwide opening weekend is going to stop at $1.2 billion wow. worldwide. Now, we well, talked about this a few weeks ago and it said it was tracking to maybe get $800 million maybe might get to a billion. And I said, yeah, that'd be awesome. But you don't know. That's a lot. Right. That's a big hill to climb. <laughs> yeah. It crushed that hill. It jumped nice. over that hill and went to the higher hill across the way. <laughs> so much. The previous record was $640.5 million for Avengers Infinity War. It had the global 3D opening record at $540 million. The previous record was $366 million by Avengers Infinity War. And it had the global IMAX opening record at 91.5 million. The previous record was 47.6 million for Star Wars The Force Awakens. By the way, these stats all come from boxofficemojo.com. So thank them for getting that all together. Wow. Look at all those records. It's, yeah. It is destroying out there at the box office. This Could this be a $3 million film? Could this break Avatar finally its record, which has stood for so long? It's something like $2.7 billion. Wow. This could, could be. be the movie yeah. that finally does it. Uh, because everybody's loving this movie. Mo- almost everybody. I can't say everybody loves this movie. Right. Not, no, not everybody loves everything. But so many people love this movie and are excited to see it. They want to see it again. There's so much involved in this movie that you can you want to see it again to pick out some things you missed. Uh, it's amazing. It really is amazing. Uh, and just out of the the, you know... Going to the theater, we saw that with the parking lots, and you know, if you if you're planning to buy, if you haven't seen it and you're planning to buy popcorn or something, you need to get there <laughs> early right. enough to uh, stand in line. But it was fun. It was. It was. Fun. All the time I, could, I keep saying that. It's it was been fun. A, it's been a wonderful Marvel weekend. Yes, it, we Marvel week. week. I mean, yeah, we got we lucky that. enough. We were blessed to get to see it early, and we are so lucky. to to be privileged to do that and oh yeah we don't take that lightly no but not we at all we really did have fun on tuesday seeing right. it and then 
And Being was, able to review it. It was a press screening and people were cheering and weeping. <laughs> it was a press screening and people were getting excited about that. That tells you all you need it to know sure about does. this film. Yes. So, um, it's so good. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Go see it. And then you can get to our next segment, which is going to be spoilerful. It's such a good movie. If you're a Marvel fan, you have to see this movie. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think it, you could go without it. And like I said, even all the other ones uh, that came after Infinity Wars, they all gave little hints and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, this one kind of knows that you've probably seen that. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're assuming pretty much going into it. So, right. okay. That's it for spoiler-free, unless you have anything else you want to add spoiler-free, Michelle. No, I don't think so. I think that kind of covers it. You know, like I said, with this kind of film, it's really hard to say too much about it without spoilers, other than emotions and how we, you know, felt and interpreted it. Right. Love it. Love it. Go see it. That's our recommendation, and that's our spoiler-free <laughs> review of it. Now, we are going to get into spoilers, so this is your alert. I'm going to hit the sounder here in a second, just so you know. I'm going to post in the notes where to skip ahead to so you can get to that point and not if you've if and listen to the rest of our podcast if you like. But uh, I just want to give you a heads up right now. We are going to be going into spoilers. So be prepared for that. Okay, let's get these. And we do hope you, do, you come back because yeah. we have some a lot of fun things after our review to yeah. include into this episode and. Just so you know, this is not a drill. This, this is, is not it. a drill. This is it. This is spoiler full time. I love that so much. I just Yay. love that song so much. So good. All right. We're going to get to our spoiler full segment here. We do this now because originally we just did everything spoiler free, but we decided that many times, especially when we're doing this on Sunday and especially when we, we just went through the stats, most of people have seen this film already. So we're doing our listeners an injustice by not discussing some of the stuff that actually takes place within the film. And there also is the fact that many people don't even pick up this podcast. They may listen to it later in the week, a month, who knows? Eventually, by the time you hear this podcast, it could be a year later. Who knows when you're going to pick up and finally listen to this podcast? So we decided we would talk about stuff that you probably have already seen. Or And if you don't care, if you don't care about spoilers, then fine. We've got that here for you, too. But that's why we decided to do spoiler full segments in some of these films. Sure. And, you know, we enjoy sharing our perspective on things and love to hear back from you on what you thought. If you agreed with us or if you had other perceptions, let us know. Right. So let's get to it. I'm going to go through a little bit of the film here and some of the things that I got impressed with. Michelle, you can share what you thought of uh, some of the spoiler parts of the movie, some more of the intricate mm -hmm. details of this film. I thought it was interesting right off the bat that we start, well, one started, I love that they started with Dear Mr. Fantasy, which is from Traffic, um, which is such a great song. And it was just such an interesting entry into this film. Right, when right they did from, the Marvel. Right from the Marvel logo. logo. It was so good. Uh, but then we get to Tony and Nebula on the ship. Uh, and I just thought they were, they were such a fascinating combination of the two of them being there. They're kind of different people 
in many regards, but they were getting along. They were on this ship for three weeks, apparently, and it was just, it was so interesting in this just very short little segment of how different, for one thing, how different Nebula was. I mean, right. she's, we've watched Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, even Infinity War, she just seems so different and so much more, I don't know, just has, she just has so much more heart. Absolutely. And that's why I was surprised a little bit that you said that you felt like it was a little slow. I kind of get that. But I felt that like, wow, you're jumping right into well, the crisis at that moment. And you're hearing the situation is dire for them at that mm-hmm. moment. And But like you said, I mean, it, it showed that they were definitely trying to make the most of their time that was remaining in their perspective. Mm-hmm. And trying to gain from each other and, and that they were helping each other. They were respectful of each other, had some fun together, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it was so interesting because Nebula for so many to- movies has been all about herself and trying to protect herself and, you know, trying to win and make things right for herself. And you see her in this scene and Tony is handing whatever provision look like jerky or whatever they had for provisions right. is trying to hand it to her to have some, to share some. And she realized, no, you need it. And, just passed it back to him. And then when it looks like Tony might be, you know, is really close to being the end for him, she picks him up and props him in the chair and just gives him a gentle rub on the shoulder. So light and gentle and caring and just so different than what you've seen from Nebula in in the past. And it was really kind of one of the first times we've seen her without having a mission that she was trying Mm -hmm. to, that she was directed to handle, you know, or to try to escape from a situation. Um, I mean, not that I'm saying she didn't want to escape from that situation, but she knew she couldn't. And so she, you know, put herself into it. It's interesting because I think that having her show some compassion, having this new part of her was so integral to this film in many regards. Uh, She is really, really, for who has been kind of a semi-minor character from much of this film, she was so integral to how this film turns out. Um, it was really important to show her in that regard, I think. Right. I think it did lay the groundwork for some important parts to the the film and twist to mm-hmm. the storyline. I agree. I agree completely. Now, we I talked about it uh, beginning a little slowly, but I said it was for a purpose. And that is because... Well, one thing... Uh, let's. I, I even forgot. I should talk about this first. They throw your expectations right to the side in the first 15, 20 minutes of the film when they go and they just... And Thor just whacks Thanos' head off <laughs> right. right there. You know, you right. think they're trying to go and battle with him and get the stones from him. and do, You know, are they going to do a different... What, what are they going to do? Uh, well, it's not going to be that way. Right. That, it's not going to be this Thanos that we're going to... We're just going to kill him right within the first right. 15, 20 minutes. Um, really interesting. But then it gets into the part where... What they had, why this is slow is because they had to show, you know, they advanced the movie five years and so much has changed within five years in the world in general. And you see how all of these members of the Avengers that have survived are coping with loss in different ways. Right. I mean, kind of stepping back a second on that thought is, um, and I don't know if you noticed this when we saw the screening, the press screening, but you know, when they did that five and then there was a pause, then it said years, the audience gasped, yeah. you know, and it, and yeah, I think that was a feeling that we all experienced is like years, yeah, we're you know, five months, right? Or... Maybe five, yeah, 
you know, weeks or months, but five years. And, and I think that was um, a tremendous jump into the storyline as well. These people have been suffering with this for five years. Right. Everybody. Uh, and you saw how much disarray the, at least North America was in. Uh, we, you know, we saw shots of the, the Statue of Liberty with just these boats just around it, kind of right. like that's just where they're taking refuge. People, all these wrecked parked cars in uh, City Field where the Mets play. And it just, and, and you saw other scenes of the streets that are just a mess and everything. But anyway, the, so the, the Avengers, they're coping with this in different ways. Cap is helping others to cope while he can't forget himself. Right. He can't move on himself. He's trying to help other people cope and move on. Natasha is just trying to delve into her work, and she's micromanaging everything. She even was like, well, I, there was an earthquake. We need to look and see what that earthquake is about. And they're like, it's an earthquake. Yeah, what, it what can you do? Yeah. yeah. Um, Tony completely breaks away from the situation and just goes out on his own and starts his family. And he's just, you know, I'm delving into a different world now and doing things differently. Yeah, it it seemed like he completely immersed himself into a different lifestyle than Mm -hmm. he ever knew. Out in the, you know, somewhere in the backwoods by a lake, uh, a little cabin, you know, totally different than what you know of Tony Stark, who was always in the big buildings with his ritzy cars and everything. Right. he doesn't still have the ritzy cars, but it was just kind of more different than what you've known from Tony uh, Stark. Clint, who is, of course, Hawkeye, Meanwhile, he saw his family get wiped out in front of his eye. Yes. Well, actually, he turned his back and they were being they disappeared. But the, so he is lashing out at the world and taking it out on everybody that he sees as a bad person out there, and, and just kind of doing what Natasha was doing, only in a different in way, a different way, different way. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, Thor has gone. <laughs> who's probably the most depressed of any of them? Right. Has gone onto a drinking and eating bid, basically eating and drinking away his feelings, um, and. Also, in a hilarious way, yeah. by the way, <laughs> Fat Thor was awesome. I don't know I what know. you thought, but I loved Fat Thor. Absolutely. Being in there and being with his friends. And yeah. It just seemed like a frat house kind yeah. of deal. Yeah, just eating pizza and You're just right. all going through beer and playing Fortnite. <laughs> right, and, and yelling at people on the <laughs> video game. And... So funny. I mean, you know, in a tragic way because you could tell he's the most affected of, of, of all of them about this because he knows that if... You know, they, you know, if he had just gone for the head, right? That all his friends and everything that would have been, everything would have been different. So yeah. he feels like it. The weight of the world is all on his shoulders. Sure. Uh, so he, it's not surprising that he kind of is into this, just this depressive mode, and has totally changed everything about him in many regards. Uh, meanwhile, what comes along, Ant-Man suddenly makes an appearance thanks to a rat. A rat <laughs> basically saved the world yes, by know, randomly right? running across the little remote control that was in the brown van that was in storage somewhere. Well, you know, it all started with a it mouse. It all started with a mouse or a rat, apparently. <laughs> um, so, and then he comes back and he's like, what the heck happened? Because it's only been like five minutes for him. Right. You know, it was five years or he's, no, it was five hours is what he yeah, said. Yeah, that's what he five said. Hours. Like five hours. Five, five hours for him. Um, so he was like, what's going on? He finds his name. They had these interesting uh, monument in, I think it's in the Presidio mm-hmm. over by uh, the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco that he comes across and finds his name on there, finds his daughter who's all grown up. Well, not all grown up, right, but, but she's probably around, you know, 14, 15 now. Least, I think we were trying yeah. to decide what she was, but yeah, definitely much bigger and different. Um, 
but it was just interesting the way this whole thing progressed. Um, Tony first didn't want to be part of this. Then he decides, look, I maybe I can. He can't help himself. If there is an idea on how he can possibly save the world, he does, and he finds the way to create time travel, yeah. which is interesting. You know, going back to some of the other characters that you were talking about, um, and and we ended up last night watching Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two again. Mm-hmm. Random, random. <laughs> but um, good music. Yeah. Anyways, um, it made me think after seeing that movie again. Rocket. I mean, Rocket, Rocket had was huge in this movie. Yeah, and how I mean, even before Thanos, he had just lost somebody that he had a a really deep connection with, you know, and. So he's dealing with... Well, he with... lost the only family he knew. Right. I mean, which was his friends, which was his family. Right. But even before Thanos, when he loses mm-hmm. um, Yondu... Yeah. And is suffering from that loss, and then, bam, back you're into Infinity Wars, and he loses everybody else, which wasn't as many, but mm-hmm. everybody else is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting that they had him still kind of be held together mm-hmm. enough to work with the other Avengers that were still present. He was critical to this film in many regards. Um, one, he kept kept Thor kind of together, gives him the slap, like, you right. know, get a hold of yourself, yes. man. You're not the Thor that we <laughs> flew off and, you know, created Stormbreaker with. You know, you are such a different person. you got to get a hold of yourself right. and do this. Because of all these people we lost, you can do this. Uh, he was part of the crux of this. He's also a good portion of, like, because there were so many moments early on that were tough because there was so much emotion and people were struggling with the loss and everything that him and Ant-Man mm-hmm. just bringing the humor in many regards to kind of lighten the mood every once in a while. Every once in a while, they start to kind of feel a little low, like right. it was really getting deep and tough to handle. They would, you know, crack a joke or whatever. And it's just, it's one of the things I love about Marvel is they know how to lighten it up just a Usually to the right amount. And they, it's always a little tipping point, but they usually find just that right balance of humor and serious sure. moments. And they place it at a good time, mm-hmm. you know, and they laugh at themselves mm-hmm. almost. All the know. time. Right. All the time. And they do this throughout this film. Um, the great thing, I, what I also loved about this film is that it pays homage to every single Marvel film that preceded it. Mm-hmm. It goes, if it's either directly where you're actually into some of these places, like into New York, uh, into Guardians of the Galaxy, into Thor the Dark World, and when you're directly into right. those scenes, or if they're just little references here and there to these different movies, right. where it was just so perfect to wrap up what is phase three and the end of the Avengers saga, the way they just, you know, they paid due attention to each of these movies. Right. And they gave, you know, obviously more time to the original ones, which I thought was appropriate Mm -hmm. as well. Um, The other thing is, and I kind of mentioned it a little bit before too, they really did assume when you went in there, not only did you know the Avengers and Infinity Wars, Infinity Wars, but you also really knew all those clips that happened at the end of, you know, during the credits. Right. You know, and I and I understand why they would do that. You know, they already have a three hour movie. They can't add that on top right. of it. But, you know, um, you know, just like when you just think of Captain Marvel, I mean, 
if you didn't stay at the end of the credits and saw that she showed up, right. it, it would have been a weird... Weird jump. Jump yeah. to all of a sudden see her why there Why is she there them. and why do they all know her? Right. And why, why did she know to go... I mean, maybe she could have randomly run into Tony and Nebula out there. I guess that's possible, but... Right. Uh, yeah, they just totally omitted that. You know, we assumed that there was going to be right there at the beginning of the movie, and they just like, well, you saw this. We don't need to bring it in. It's already three hours. Why add another five minutes or whatever exactly. that scene was into it? I mean, it was only two minutes. Right. Whatever. We're, there's no need to add that in. You know this, so we're just going to move forward. Sure. And the same thing with Ant-Man. Right. And, you know, you already knew. Of, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and during the credit mm-hmm. scene of that, mm-hmm. when... They go to dust. Right. I mean, he sort of describes it to them in case you didn't see that one, because I think a few less people saw Ant-Man and the Wasp than saw Captain Marvel. But just the same, yeah, they didn't really feel the need to feed into that so much. Um, You know, there's so many great movies uh, moments within this movie. We already talked about some of the humor, but some of them... You know, the things that, you know, I'm sorry about the language here, but America's ass <laughs> just that, kills me every that time. Awesome. That is America's ass. <laughs> I love that. That is so funny. That was hilarious, uh, for sure. Um, there were just so many humorous moments in there. Um, some of the other big moments that really got me were um, when Cap is in the elevator. And it's kind of a, it's it's a kind of a retelling of with from uh, Captain America Winter Soldier when he's in the elevator with a right. lot of these same people, yes. by the way, and they try and trap him and he ends up kicking, uh, beating them all up and getting out of there. It's kind of a... And then he drops a Hail Hydra. Yeah. Which is such a direct reference to the comics. It's not even to the movies. It's a direct reference to the wow. comics, which recently, I I don't know if you if you if you haven't seen the comics, no. There was a bit of an uproar recently because just within the last few years, there was a, a storyline within Marvel Comics where Captain uh, America was kind of a Hydra agent. Oh yeah, I remember that. But now. it was yeah. it was it was kind of a wrong storyline. But one of the classic scenes that just went out there across the media was him just sitting there and him saying Captain America saying Hail Hydra. Right. And so that was a direct stab at wow. that, which was funny. He's just trying to fool these guys who sure. are all Hydra, right. you know, given the staff. But it was such a great homage to that. Absolutely. And and that was I mean again, a little subtle unexpected twist. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he went in the elevator and we, we, we've seen that scene before. We were expecting <laughs> another yeah, throwdown fight. Yeah, there, yeah, and then he would walk out after beating everybody else up, and right. and that didn't happen. It right. was like, wow, that's pretty interesting. So funny. Yeah. Uh, other areas that had me screaming out loud were when Cap gets Thor's hammer. Oh, I know. Yalnir. I nearly leapt from my seat. <laughs> I was like, yes! <laughs> and even Thor was like, I knew it. You know, it's right. so good. Everybody cheered. Everybody in both, not, I don't know, everybody in the second screening, right. they weren't quite as involved as actually the press, the press screening, screening, which was, was pretty yes. funny. Everybody yelped when that happened. It was so cool. I know. That that really was awesome. And it was, you know, obviously necessary, right. you know, to the storyline. But yeah, that was pretty amazing. Uh, and then again, another. I, I thought this is going to go with Cap for me because I, I just have an affinity for Captain America. I'm I'm lifelong hashtag Team Cap. <laughs> There's just something about him that kind of I relate to in so many ways. I love all the Avengers, every single one of them, but Team Cap, Cap. In America just strikes a chord with me personally. Okay, well, you kind of. I had some interview questions for you okay. here, and you kind of 
started an answer. So since you're on that, because my question was going to be, in this particular movie, which Avenger, Avenger did you feel most connected to personally and why? So I think we know the who. I'm always attached so, to Captain so America. Kind of give us the why. Why are why do you feel that connection or that admiration or whatever it is that makes you go team captain? He is always about the team. He's not about himself. He's about the team. He's very empathetic to everybody out there, you know, and is willing to help them and move them along. As you saw, you know, even when he was dealing with loss, even though he's dealing with loss himself and can't move on, he's helping others move on. Right. There's just, there's so many things that I, I just relate to him in so many, what it feels like to me. I don't know. I can't relate. I love Tony Stark. I love Iron Man. I can't relate to that playboy lifestyle. Yeah. You know, I don't relate Thankfully. to... Yeah. <laughs> for me. <laughs> I don't relate. And he's done so much growing over there. And we can even get into that. He's yeah. done so much growth from movie one to movie 22 in his yeah. life that it's incredible. Um, you know, I don't relate to a black widow at all. You know, that, that past and, you know, yes. this, you know, but even and all these characters, they've all grown. She's grown too. Uh, I can relate a little bit to Hawkeye, to Clint a little mm-hmm. bit. And the fact that he's such a family man, I sort of relate to him, but he's just not as big a part. You know, Thor's a God. I mean, right. I, I'm, I'm not a God, you know, I'm, I'm you know, but you're I, just as gorgeous. Uh, yeah. Right. Thank you. Uh, so I just can't relate to uh, some of these other ones, but cap something about cap, you know, starting out, as this little weakling, and, you know, he got there. If you go back to watch uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, the very first Captain America movie, it wasn't just, you know, trying to make this little 98-pound weakling into a bigger guy. There was other things that revolved around him. He was smart. He was willing to sacrifice himself. Right. Uh, there were so many things that were made him the perfect, uh, you know, uh, soldier that they would want to make, uh, give him the serum. And I just, I wish, I hope that I have some of those aspects about me. Oh yeah, you know? definitely. So that's definitely. I just I just relate to Cap. It's just, yeah, I I just do for so many reasons. Right. Well, I can and see his that. Beloved, you know, he's he always sticks by his friends too. You know, and I like to believe I stick by my friends. Right. Definitely. Yeah, I can see that. I can see why you would pick Cap. He's loyal. I like to believe I'm loyal. Definitely. So that's it. Did you have other questions? I did. I did. Um. So. Did you have any predictions before the movie that came true? Yeah, well, sort of. Uh, not true. I mean, I knew that it was speculation out there, and I think pretty much everybody agreed there was going to be some time travel in this film. Right. I pretty much knew that, and they were going to be going to back to New York. I didn't know how or what, how, what was going to happen mm-hmm. with that, but we kind of uh, figured that was going to pretty much happen. Uh, I said for many weeks that I had this epiphany that somehow, whether it was a smaller group or a larger group, they were going to get back together. And I, I just said it to, I, I think I said it to you, and I said it to some friends of mine, uh, Rob, you know, who was on with our podcast. I said it to him. I'm like, I need that moment where Cap gets them all, or they get all back together, and Cap says, Avengers right. Assemble. Right. And I got that. Yeah. Well, they kind of had to do that. I mean, I, I, I think they would have felt like the movie was incomplete if, well, you know, if either, if that and saying suit up right. weren't a part of it. it right. had, those had to be in there. Right. There's some other moments, too. But, but it, it goes back to, you know, the original Avengers. It's getting these group of individuals 
to work together. And they do that to save New York. And then ever since that movie, yes, they'd worked together in many parts, but they've been slowly drifting apart mm-hmm. in uh, various movies, Age of Ultron. Uh, they're still fighting together, but you could see the rifts starting to happen within the group. Right. And then you get to Civil War, and they're battling each other. Yes. And then you get to Infinity War, and they're on all sorts of different types, not only just the... Uh, Earth, the universe, they're in different areas of the universe. They're not together in any part of this. I just felt throughout this whole thing that there was going to be this moment where everybody was going to get together. Right. And there was going to be that Avengers Assemble Mark. And I got it. And I noticed the other moment that I <laughs> cheered and pumped my fist. Yeah. I was so excited. Yeah, and that, yes, that was I was great. a wreck again. And that's when <laughs> tears flowed. Yes. Well, I mean, it kind of it kind of flowed. Again, the Russo brothers came up with and told a great story, came up with a great story. I mean, if you look back at the original Avengers, it was, you know, Nick that brought them all together. I mean, they had a purpose. Mm -hmm. And then as time went on, he wasn't directing that purpose as much. There were other things going on that were impacting them. And so you could see why they would be drifting apart. Whereas if you think of like whether you're talking, you know, in the military or soldiers or something like that, bringing everybody get together, that kind of lost its path, mm-hmm. you know, when Nick wasn't as involved in regulating them. Right. Agreed. So, Agreed. so any other questions? I do. Um, this is just kind of a, a little one. Excluding the final two movies of Infinity War and Endgame, um, which was your favorite among the Avengers films, Winter Soldier. Wow, yeah, uh, I think that was a that was a really interesting one. I think it it tilted uh, the Marvel universe a little bit on its side. Uh, it also was a turning point for Cap in that he, you know, you see him before he'd been the good soldier that would follow through and whatever. That was where you saw that. Um, not everybody is necessarily, you know, above is, is working in the best interest of you and working mm-hmm. for the right cause necessarily. And so I think it swayed him a little bit. I just think it's, it was the twist that was needed within the Marvel universe to kind of shape more. And it was also the debut of the Russos, right. who we've seen do such magical work, some magnificent work with these films going through uh, Civil War and, of course, into these last two mm-hmm. uh, Avengers movies. As yeah, well. interesting. I mean, I, I obviously like that movie as well. Um, I had I have like two other favorites, I would say, for sheer entertainment as well as storyline mm-hmm. i like I, <laughs> thor ragnarok i right. mean that is it's fun it is it's fun. fun it is a fun movie um the other one i i really liked was guardians of the galaxy yeah. i think it brought a lot of mm-hmm. different types of personalities mm-hmm. it defined family differently it still had you know a small group of people who were trying to work together you know who weren't planning to ever mm-hmm. be together and you know I thought that was right. Something I I just found it was a different level. It brought a different type of humor and everything to it as well, and so I don't know. I think I would have put that one up. And I, I get it. I get it. Uh, there's not one Marvel movie that exists that I can't find. There's some that I don't like as much, mm-hmm. but I can't find some a little pieces out of that I really really like out of all the 22 films. At least there's at least one or two pieces within it right. that I can find that I like, and I will watch them even if they're some of the lesser Marvel movies if they're on. Right. Uh, but uh, and now it's interesting that you bring that up, you know, because really for for us to get to this point where we're 22 films in, 11 years in, there were some key moments that had to happen within this universe to create this 
and make this work. And the first, of course, was the very first Iron Man. If Iron Man doesn't work, it's kind of a, it's not Superman, it's not Batman, it's not right. some of, it's not Spider-Man, it's not some of these characters that you really, really know well. So that movie has to work for this to mm-hmm. even, it did. It was great. It's one of the best, actually, of the, of the films, right off the bat, the first one out. Right. Great. Another one is Guardians of the Galaxy, because you need to prove that you can bring in some of these characters that really no one has heard of. They're really sure. odd. They're in outer space. They're very different types of characters. And to, for that movie to work as well... That really springboarded the, the franchise in a lot of ways. Absolutely. It, you know, it, it was a better way of tying in Earth people with aliens mm-hmm. in one movie, I think, too, that it, it made sense. They were kind of more all on even, even keel. Right. And this is all, it's all part of this whole thing that Kevin Feige, who is the producer, the executive producer that does all this Marvel stuff, that he had this goal to begin with. Like, this is, was his idea. Um, this is what we should need to accomplish. Right. And he put these in motion. Now, sometimes a couple films suffered because they tried to move things to the end quicker than they needed to or mm-hmm. progress them rather than focusing on their own films. But as they learned their lessons throughout this, they worked through it and they made masterful films and got to this goal to where we finished out on this weekend and, and this movie. Right. Uh, it, all credit to him and, of course, the Russos and everybody else that preceded them writing. There were so many different directors and writers and everything that took part in these films to make what is one of my favorite uh, film franchises ever. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Uh, so good. A um, couple other moments. I, you know, we're getting caught in, lost in a few things. I want to get to a couple other moments from the movie. Um, some other things that I really loved was, you know, of course, I and I, I am Iron Man. Yeah. You know, when he gets the stones, and we go back to movie one, right? Where he closes out movie one with Iron, I am Iron Man, and he closes out Thanos <laughs> and his well with I am Iron Man and snaps his fingers right. and wipes out all of Thanos's army. Um, what a great moment that yes, was. Yes, absolutely. Of course, t- of course, Tony's passing was very heartfelt, and the fact that Pepper was able went up to him and said, you, you've done enough. Right. You know, we, we'll be okay. Right, you without know, him. Yes. Right, we'll be okay. You know, it was a really touching moment as well. Um, Cap passing the mantle of Cap yes. to Sam, to yep. Falcon, right. I thought was, was just so great. That really was, and the way they did it. Yeah. You know. And deservedly so, and I'm looking forward to it now. We already know, we knew, if, you, if you've if you heard anything about Disney Plus coming out, you knew there was going to be a series that was going to be Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. Okay? And we was trying to figure out when that was going to happen. Well, now, you know, obviously, it, there's no other timeline that those two were together for long enough to make a series out of, except for going forward from this. Yes. So that means that Falcon, Sam... Is going to be basically learning the ropes of being Captain yes. America, or just flat out be Captain America right. along with the Winter Soldier from here on forward. Yeah, which is interesting to me. And it was interesting too that Bucky did give him the nod, mm-hmm. you know, even about the idea of taking, you know, the shield, and you know, kind of like he gave his approval right. that it was, you know, even though some people might think he should be the one. That you know, he was he, okay. yeah, he was okay with it. And, and also, when we discussed this, you know, why not Bucky? Uh, and also, well, we kind of figured, well, he, Sam, kind of works on his own equipment and stuff. He doesn't really have the shield, or he doesn't have like Bucky's already kind of bionic. He's got a bionic right. arm and everything, right. you know. And he's already kind of a superhero. He doesn't need the other stuff, so sure. Uh, and he also has like a sort of a small area of dark. Well, not small. It's actually a large area of dark past that maybe that doesn't 
appropriate for Captain America. Now, I say that, but this this moment with Sam also is an, another thing from the comics, where Cap has been different characters. It's mm-hmm. been Sam. It's been Bucky. It's been Peggy Carter. Yeah. Uh, so it's it, it's not, uh, you know, it's kind of another nod to the comics that they gave the, the shield over to Sam. Right. It's also another African-American uh, Captain America, which hmm. I think is actually interesting I hadn't to, thought about that, yeah. to put somebody, uh, you know, uh, in that regard, right? in that role. I think that's a, that's a great thing, actually. I like yeah. that a lot. Um, and then finally, the thing that just absolutely devastated me, I just, I don't know if I've recovered to this moment, <laughs> was when Cap finally gets that dance with Peggy Carter. That's right, yes. Because and it was all building up from Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, if you know that film, if you've seen that film, the last words that she says to him, or, or they're talk, the last discussion they're having, the last communications they're having together before he dive bombs that plane into the ice right. be, to save the world, essentially, definitely save New York and save America, is... You know, we're going to have that dance because that was that was kind of prefaced throughout the film of like, you know, we're going to have this dance. We're, we're going to have You're this dance. You're looking for the right part. We're going to have this dance. Thanks. And that dance never happened because he was in the ice. He was right. in the ice for 70 years. Um, and then, you know, she was on her deathbed basically right. near the end of her life when, when uh, he got woken up and found out that she still was alive. Uh, so for them to finally get that dance. Yes. Uh, it Pretty wrecked, cool. It ruined me. It yeah, absolutely it ruined me. It was so me. touching. Yeah. Uh, so touching. Such a great moment. As a Cap fan, I was just so happy for the two of them. As a Peggy Carter fan, too. Right. I love Peggy Carter. Yes. As a Peggy Carter fan, Absolutely. I was so happy for the two of them. Yeah, that was yeah, that was great. Like you said, that was really, you know, pulled on your heartstrings and very, very touching. And, and, and again, also a time to cheer because mm-hmm. you knew they both wanted that and they mm-hmm. finally both were able to experience it. Right, right. And then, uh, you know, when everybody made their appearance and it was great the way they did it, where it was like a little bit, just a few people here, a few people there, and they all start showing up right. and all those circles open up, all the uh, uh, the Doctor Strange circles open up and they all start emerging. Oh, that's another part where I was just like, yeah. you know, I, I knew they were coming back. I was like, I never doubted that most sure. of them were coming back. Um but for that to happen, and the way it happened, it still got to me. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Know. Well, it was you had to cheer at that, yeah. too. I mean, because that was just really impressive, really fabulous to see. And it was like right at the time that it was needed, you know, things were looking pretty despair. And then here comes the rest yeah, of the team. And just the way they did it, like Cap is ready. He just straps on, you know, what's left of his shield because it's smashed in half. He's right. like, I'm going for this. I mean, it's probably going to cost me my life, but I'm right. not stopping. You know, I can do this all day. I know. That's <laughs> a great moment, by the way. I know. Um, and then you hear Sam, his radio. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, what? What's going on? Sam. You know, and then all of a sudden there they start appearing. It's just so good. And that battle, yeah. by the way, I... That battle is kind of reminiscent to me of I, I never seen a battle as epic as that, except for maybe um, Return of the King from the Lord of the Rings oh, trilogy sure. right. was a pretty epic battle. That. They're kind of on the same mm-hmm. on par with each other to me, but it was just an epic battle. Yet every single person or a group within that had at least a little moment to shine within it. Some had bigger moments than others. I mean, it obviously went down to the big three of Cap. Iron Man and Thor. It always went back right. to the main three that started us all off. But there was always a moment where Spider-Man got to shine and uh, Black Panther got to shine right. and Doctor Strange got to shine and all the ladies got yes. to shine, which was great. Um, 
it was a, it was well orchestrated and a, and a beautiful fight scene. Oh, absolutely. Like, fight, beautiful fight scene. <laughs> it, was, it was really well done. It really was, you know. And then how it kind of, things were looking despair and mm-hmm. there comes Captain Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Again, right at the time when things looked at their bleakest, even though they were making headway, it was, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, an excitement scene. Yeah. Uh, it was all so good. And then I've, we've seen it twice and I can't wait to see it again. Even just for that scene. I could just watch that scene over and over and over, over again. Yeah. Because it's just, but this whole film, there's so much nuance to it. So many name drops. So many little references that are mm-hmm. just peppered throughout that you just little sparks here and there. Uh, they're just so fascinating that I just, I love this. And I think that this will be a film you could rewatch numerous, numerous times and pick something new out of every time because there's so much involved Definitely in it. Definitely a lot of detail and a lot of, like you're saying, homage or references to the other films, mm-hmm. you know. And it was cool how they interjected some clips from the other films too mm-hmm. that, you know, kind of like, oh yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Just a perfect way to just kind of, just recapture it all and, like I said, wrap up what's been a magnificent 11 years, 22 right. films. So and, it, and it made sense, you know, sad, but that they all come together at the funeral and you get to see them mm-hmm. all. I mean, it was a, definitely a, a classy way of being able to show everybody who has you contributed mm-hmm. to and made this series such a success, you and know. And they all had them in their little movie franchise uh, right, groups. groups for yeah. the most part. By the way, I think I figured out who there was one kid there or young adult right. that was there that I was trying to figure out who he was. I think I figured out who he was and I haven't really looked it up so I may be totally incorrect on this but I think he is the kid from Iron Man 3 that uh, when Tony you know, has to escape his compound because it gets blown up and everything and he goes and he's on the road he oh. runs into a kid who's a really smart kid. Oh, that's and helps right. Yes. I think it's that kid. Oh, okay. I think it's that kid. It just came to me this morning. I meant to look it up but I didn't get the chance to so. Right. Um, that would make we, sense. we were both questioning that. I don't know who that kid is you know, I'm trying to figure it out and I think that's who that is yeah if you know please let us know i think i'm right on that but i may be incorrect Mm -hmm. i may be completely incorrect (laughs) but that that kid that that is that that that, would make sense that's definitely a good i good plan of who that probably is yeah so anyway so do you have anything else um i don't have any other questions um i felt you know like uh on a personal level when we saw it at the screening um it was actually a, a, a very difficult day for me for other reasons. Mm-hmm. And so kind of going into that feeling a little, that movie feeling a little sad, it was interesting. I mean, I still loved it and everything, but that that was the one time I kind of felt kind of connected to uh, Fat Thor. Right. <laughs> not trying to say about being fat or anything right. like that. I'm not talking about, but just that. You always want to bail out on the world for a while, right. eat pizza, yes. and drink beer, and play exactly. video games, right? Just yeah. leave everybody else out there, do your own right. thing. Don't leave me alone for crying out loud. Um, but not necessarily the next time I saw the film. And the other thing about all the films is, and, and you know, we were talking about what would be your favorite or whatever, mm-hmm. and how you said, you know, there are there's something definitely likable or enjoyable in each of them, some more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and and kind of, and this is just like a no brainer kind of comment, but. It's also, there. there's such variety in those films mm-hmm. that you could be in a different mood and mm-hmm. gear towards watching one of, you know, like, oh, this one would touch me more today. I mean, kind of like how we randomly went to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I mean, I could see that with a lot of them that it's like, today I feel like 
this would be right. a really good movie. Yeah, to there's watch. different tones mm-hmm. to and one. There's different tones to just about every little branch of the franchise. Just the different, you know, whether it's the Guardians of the Galaxy or Captain America or Iron Man. Right. There's different tones, kind of, to those films. Uh, but yeah, even within those, they're they're different in themselves. I mean, they did they just they if you didn't like if you're not as big a thor fan but you you may like cap or you may like spider-man right. or you may like guardians of the galaxy i mean there there's something for everybody to find a, a, mm-hmm. a film that they like whether you like the whole oeuvre of them you know that's up in question right but there's probably somewhere in that grouping where there's a film that you kind of like right absolutely i mean spider-man homecoming is is basically a, a you know it's a it's a high school teenage movie right. with the superhero within it exactly. you know it's you know he's going to prom and or homecoming i guess homecoming, it's homecoming. yes it's homecoming yeah. uh and trying to you know find a date and still but he's dealing with this this job he has yes. which is being your friendly neighborhood spider-man <laughs> although he wants to be more yeah you know, it just it, you know, that is it's just so different than something like the winter soldier which is more of a spy thriller an espionage sure. type thing right. you know? It's just really interesting stuff how different some of these films can be, yet mm-hmm. all fit within the same universe. Right. So, yeah, uh, bottom line, this movie was the epic conclusion to what has been just a magnificent uh, franchise right. of movies. And it's still not done. This is just this part, part of it of done. It. Mm-hmm. We're still moving forward. We still have Spider-Man Far From Home coming up here in a couple months, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, at least this is what they've been saying going into it since, you know, they wouldn't say Spider-Man's definitely coming back although right. we all knew he was coming back <laughs> that this is actually going to go back in time so before infinity war so it's technically still part of phase three if that's true mm-hmm. uh but you know it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out and so and then we we don't know after that going forward there's a lot of talk there's there's a black panther movie there's a black widow movie uh there's guardians of the galaxy three but nothing's been officially like okay this is it and this is when this is coming out right so i think we'll find out a lot about that within the next coming months probably even more at the d23 expo right i mean the other thing i was um and and we talked a little bit about this um at home and i wanted to bring it up before we do the bring people back from the Mm -hmm. the the spoiler free part um you know, that there are attractions out there that are Iron Man based. And mm-hmm. it's interesting. I mean, I'm sure they had to get an okay by Disney to say, yes, we're going to, you know, have Tony right. Stark be the one that, you know, doesn't make it through Endgame. You know, so it'll be interesting to see how the organization and the parks works with that, whether they're just going to ignore it or if they're going to make some changes. But, you know, I just thought it was kind of an interesting thing that of all, right. you know, and, and I think part of that goes with the thought that before the movie, one of our predictions was we knew somebody would probably not make it. Right. I thought it was going to be Cap. Right. And that's, and I was, when you said that, I kind of was on board with you on that. And that's like when his, his shield was about half broken. I thought, okay, this is it. Cap's right. going to die now. And so... Anyways, it's interesting that yeah, that's matter of fact they're 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 currently or they're about to be begin refurbishing in Disneyland Paris right the, uh, the uh, rock and roller coaster right. featuring Aerosmith into an Iron Man themed coaster. So obviously they're just going to go ahead and not worry about the film. Like, sure, you, know, you liked Iron Man, you know he's gone, but we're still going to go ahead and keep going. Right, with this, so. so interesting stuff. So and that'll lead us to our next segment. But first, let's get out of our. Spoiler full segment. Excellent. Welcome everybody else in. So I'm not going to play this the whole time, but I still have to play the alert sound.
You just wanted another. I just wanted to hear it one more time because I just love it. I know you. Every time it plays in the trailers or whatever, it just it always just gets the hair on my arm standing up. It's so exciting. It's such really well written theme. And I actually should have looked it up. I haven't seen who wrote it, but um, who composed it. But it's uh, it's just it it just really does something for me. So welcome back to all of you who wanted to stay spoiler free. We had some fun, and I hope you you come back eventually after you've seen the film and, and listen to that spoiler full segment but that's it we're done with spoilers we will not give any more out to this but we do want to continue with some marvel talk and that's because we're going to talk about a little bit of marvel within the theme parks absolutely because there is a lot of whether you're talking attractions entertainment character meet and greets um and there's a lot of new exciting things coming down the pike too Mm -hmm. So let's let's start, and we'll we'll go around through some of the parks and tell you what's out there now and what's also coming uh, in the future here. So, uh, Hong Kong Disneyland is the most recent Marvel attraction that just opened, and that is Ant Man and the Wasp Nano Battle. And uh, this is kind of really interesting. It's it just opened just a few weeks ago, just at the end of March. Right. It actually opened up, uh, and it's really looks like it's another. It's a shooter, kind of looks like uh, Buzz Lightyear Spin or like Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, but it just more advanced and better is what it looks like to me. Right. Even the queue looks pretty amazing and interesting and um, really, really like that. And also at Hong Kong Disneyland, they have um, the Iron Man experience mm-hmm. as well that they've had there for a while. Um, I think it, that opened up in, I think, 2017. Right. I think that's right. Um, and and that one also uh, has a similar look to another attraction, which is Star Tours. I mean, at least you know, kind of the shell of that, of going in and having those seats, having 3D glasses and, you know, and it's interesting how they have the attraction kind of broken up into, you know, one, you're seeing like Stark Enterprises and, you know, what they they envision coming up in the future and everything. And then they, they top it off with where you're looking at and flying over some very um, iconic scenes of Hong Kong. Right. Yeah. That's the idea is that uh, you're at the Stark Expo and Tony Stark invites you aboard his new invention, which is called the Iron Wing. And you're supposed to be like, oh, we're just going to fly over Hong Kong and look and see how wonderful it is. But then all of a sudden, oh, there's Hydra again. (laughs) So uh, they launch an attack and you have to kind of go through that with Iron Man. So uh, really interesting. I mean, never experienced it. We haven't been to the Asian parks yet, but uh, the stuff they're doing, uh, every day I'm like, we got to figure out a way to get over there and and see some of these parks over uh, between Tokyo, Hong Kong, and Shanghai. We want to check them all out because that's cool stuff. And you can see more and more how Disney is using, you know, newer technology to make mm-hmm. these these attractions that much more immersive and and interesting and unique. So. Right. Yeah. So, that, but we're lucky. Cool. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're, I was you're, say, you're about to lead to exactly where I was going. I was going to say we're lucky here on the West Coast to have. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy's Mission Breakout. Yeah, it's currently the only Marvel attraction that is on the in North America in the in the Disney parks in North America. Uh, they are building, of course, something over at Epcot, but right now this is the only one. And uh, I'm gone on it, Michelle. 
She's a little hesitant to to go on it. I don't know. Maybe maybe she likes some days. Yeah, some days. No, we'll see if she gets on it. But I've gone on it. It's a blast. If you've done the Tower of Terror, it's built from what used to be the Tower of Terror. And it's somewhat similar, but it's like the Tower of Terror on steroids with great rock pumping music going through it and Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, You you join Rocket to try and break the Guardians out of the Collector's facility. They've been captured by the Collector and you're trying to uh, get them out. And it's it's really fun. It I I like the Tower of Terror. I like um, Mission Breakout even more because of the music. And it's also every time you go on it, it's a little bit different because you might well not every time, but it's a possibility being a little bit different. There could be a different song that's playing. I think mm-hmm. there's five or six different songs six, that yeah, play. Six and there's different. Uh, falling, uh, rising and falling, depending on which one you get. So it's a kind of a different ride in some ways, whichever, whichever way you go on it. Right. And, and there's it, projections of the, the guardians yeah. doing fighting battles and stuff. It's really cool. Well, and, and it's, you know, and I know you shared with me, like, uh, and I've done Tower of Terror several times. Not my thing. Go Stitch from uh, yeah. <laughs> Disney Discussions. Disney Discussions podcast, <laughs> yes, who doesn't like the Tower of Terror. I'm right there with you, Stitch. We'll go and we'll just kind of hang out and have fun. Um, but anyways, you know, I, I do really appreciate what, you know, Disney has done with making these, you know, very immersive types of attractions and, and fun in, in that mm-hmm. regards that there's a buildup, there's an actually story. It's not you're just you know, kind of going on. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with some of the attractions that don't have these actual stories with them, but I think that's a nice mix-up to have that available to you. Right, agreed. And so. they all, all the parks have great uh, Marvel meet-and-greets going on, uh, Captain America and Spider-Man. Uh, we've seen uh, Captain Marvel more recently. They've had Black Panther out there many times. I believe in uh, Disneyland Paris, aren't they are doing in the midst of their uh, season of heroes? That's right. They yeah. they are. So they have a lot of different types of shows where they have the different characters come out and do some, you know, they're doing, again, sharing a story or, you know, doing skits and things. They have, they also have like dance off, mm-hmm. you know, which is something else we do have. That's right. Uh, also um, at Disneyland Resort Disney at California California Adventure, Adventure uh, is the uh, the dance off that they have there. Mm-hmm. Um, and right, and actually, um, Epcot is again this summer going to be having the Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live, which is kind of a similar right. concept. I mean, but you're in a showroom mm-hmm. area, but you can stand up and dance and everything. And you know that's going to be running um, this year, June 14th through August 18th. Um, so it'll have, you know, that fun music from the seventies and eighties that we've learned to love. And, but yeah, at, uh, California Adventure, they have, as well as, um, at Disneyland Paris, you know, Star-Lord, Gamora and Groot do a dance off using Quill's giant boom box. <laughs> Sometimes I should post on our social media or on our website, the video, because Michelle got invited <laughs> into the awesome dance off at one point. Um, so she was out there dancing with Groot and everything. And yeah, trying it looked to, like Groot, trying to help. except it was, shorter. But... It was great. It was great. I, somewhere I have the video. I may, I may break it out unless she breaks know. my thumbs and doesn't right? let me do it. You know? I, I may take control there. <laughs> it was great. It was fun. But um, yeah, the as, we, as you mentioned, uh, Paris is until June 16th, having their Marvel Seasons of Superheroes. Nice. And we kind of gave a little bit more detail of that uh, in an episode recently. Right. So went right. through some of those shows and um, 
fun that they have there. Yeah. And there's also some other stuff that's in the pipe, coming down the pipe mm-hmm. for all these parks that we are. We've talked about it a few times on this show. Uh, the Global Avengers Initiative, which is coming around, which is basically going to kind of connect all these Marvel-themed rides, attractions, uh, throughout the 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 world throughout right. you know throughout the Disney parks kind of together in some one wide attached storyline yes. which is fascinating it I can't is. wait to see how this all comes to fruition um, so of course we have a new Marvel themed land that's being built currently here at Disney California Adventure Park and that's going to include uh, a Spider Man attraction that looks like it's going to be a, a, another shooter type ride. Right. Um, although it looks like it might be something, or at least then when they discussed it to begin with, like it might be a, you're hanging rather than you're riding in a car down below. It's kind of a, you're hanging in a car, you know, kind of like Peter Pan's flight, maybe, I right. guess. Like you're kind of elevated when you're doing it. I don't know. It might be kind of fun. They're also going to have Doctor Strange Journey in the Mystic Arts, which I believe is kind of like the Jedi Academy. I think it's mm-hmm. only going to be for, you know, for the Mystic Arts of Doctor Strange. And there's also going to be an Avengers themed attraction that's eventually going to open up. Uh, rumor have it it's going to have something to do with like the Quinjets or something like that. Maybe a, it might be something like a roller coaster or maybe a right. motion ride similar to mm-hmm. the Iron Man experience or Star Tours uh, will be interesting. Over at Epcot, of course, uh, they're building. We see pictures of it every day. People on social <laughs> media are like, oh, here's the here's where we are now. Here's where we are now. <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy themed roller coaster, which is going to have these uh, new groundbreaking uh, cars that are going to move, not just you know, go through the track, but they're going to pivot to look at different right, things as you guide go along. you into the story. Yeah, which is fascinating to me and also maybe a little nauseating. Um, but it does <laughs> <laughs> it does fascinate me to see how this is going to turn out. So looking forward to that. Over at Disneyland Paris, they have a, they're going to have an all-new uh, Marvel area as well. They're having a the Spider-Man attraction uh, like we just talked about before. And we also just talked about uh, the Iron Man roller coaster, which will be replacing the rock and roller coaster featuring Aerosmith out there. Right. The, which uh, the Walt cool. Disney Studios Park at Disneyland Paris. Yeah. It's interesting, too, how they're really expanding the story by creating this other organization, you know, mm-hmm. Worldwide Engineering Brigade or Web. Web. Right. You know, so that's pretty interesting that they're, you know, in order to get everybody involved in it, they're going to have um, this new organization kind of leading some of the, the efforts there. So that's pretty cool. And it, it does sound like they really are trying to make the guest experience be much more... Um, how do I want to describe it? Just more noticeable, more just than just uh, like a distant observer that you're actually going to be able to kind of feel situations. Be kind of a part of a storyline. Right, yeah. you know. And I also really am interested in seeing how these app, how the app is going to really help mm-hmm. move the story and be a part of the story. I mean, we've seen some of that when they talk about uh, Galaxy's Edge and how the app is really going to have you be a part of a story and things like that. So it, it is good that they're using these other technologies to help you enjoy something rather than just if you're on an, on an attraction or on a ride. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think we're going to get a lot of information. You know, some of this is just kind of some things that are mentioned briefly on the Disney Parks blog mm-hmm. or some rumors that are out there. But I think when we get to the D23 Expo, a lot of this stuff about the Marvel areas and the attractions and what's coming, and there may be even some stuff we don't know about yet, uh, is probably going to 
come to fruition. Sure. We'll find out a lot more a lot about really it. Interesting. Uh, D23 Expo. Right. Yeah. One of the things I want to point out about the meet and greets, because we don't want to ru- you know, rush past them too much, is, um, you know, and we've talked about this on prior podcasts as well, but those are the most enjoyable to watch. If you're Mm -hmm. just standing around and watching how, you know, Captain America or Spider-Man, you know, or we've seen Black Panther or or Captain Marvel, all of them, how they interact with, especially with the kids and how that they really do an amazing effort to have the kids have that special moment Mm -hmm. with them. And it just is so touching to see every time. Yeah. Kids of all ages. Right. Uh, Adults too. It's not just a go up here, snap a picture, snap a picture, move on. They come up and they usually will talk to you for a couple minutes, you know, maybe not a couple minutes, but Mm -hmm. briefly have a little small conversation with you and ask you a couple questions, listen to what you have to say. And then it's okay. Now we'll, you know, what pose do you want to do? And do a pose and do a couple more pictures. They'll teach you how to do a pose Uh, if you don't know. It really is a a great experience. And every time, you know, that one of them talks to a a child, you see their face light up. They're so excited and it's just, it's wonderful. Yeah. And by the way, we've talked about all these. I, I can't neglect also if you're on Disney Cruise Line, they have course have the marvel day at right. sea uh where you also have the event you know a chance to take part in a lot of these things they have the marvel meet and greets they have a marvel show mm-hmm. at night uh, and it's a, a lot of fun we haven't experienced it yet we've done the star wars day at sea which i think is somewhat similar right we haven't done the marvel day at sea yet but we'd I'd love to do that at some point right and they do have the characters mm-hmm. even on the non-marvel mm-hmm. day at sea cruises that they do have um storylines in the in the kids area mm-hmm. that relate oh, yeah. to Marvel at some point in time they do have meet and greets there as well so you can still get your fill of Marvel if you're not actually on the the ones that are you know um, advertised to really be the Marvel days right see. exactly yeah they, they have a lot of stuff that there's Iron Man stuff within the Oceaneer, I think it's the Oceaneer Lab, not the Oceaneer Club. I always get the two confused, Oceaneer Lab. I think they have some Iron Man stuff right. and Spider-Man stuff that goes on in there. And yes, the meet and greets are fun. So yes. like, yes, you if, you're, if your child lo- likes the princesses more, there's plenty of princesses that come around, but there's also some of these superheroes that come sure. around too. So really, really cool stuff. Now you were talking about the app a little bit ago, and this will lead to our Disney Stories of the Week. Thanks. Uh, the app, Interesting. Uh, she was just talking about what's going to be interesting to see what happens with Marvel and the new Marvel uh, areas within some of these parks and the app. Well, we got our first peek at some of the st- of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge on the app. If you right. haven't opened up your app recently for <laughs> Disneyland, I didn't check the Walt Disney World Resort, but I assume that's open too. But definitely for the Disneyland Resort. And if you scroll up through Disneyland Park and look, there's Galaxy's Edge. And you can click and it'll show a little video and some, and some notes on what's coming up. And you also see it like that. You see some of your favorite characters just kind of like BBA kind of rolls by a little bit there, and Chewbacca kind of so peeks out cool. a window. And stuff. I mean, <laughs> see, we're getting really close now. Yes. Uh, we're only a month away, a little over a month away until it all opens up. I so know. Uh, the app is starting to take effect. Uh, if you want to look and just have a little fun and just be excited about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge uh, coming around, that is cool. Yeah. And again, it's the app is definitely functional. You're, whether you're doing fast passes mm-hmm. or or uh, mobile food ordering or whatever, but then again, it's it's these added things that they're going to be giving you that are going to make the experience at the parks that much more fun. Mm-hmm. And it, it really is going to be critical in a place like. Uh, Galaxy's Edge, where especially to begin with, well, to begin with, they're only going to have one attraction, you know, mm-hmm. but even for, you know, the, the near future, they're only going to have two. And even though other things there are going to be fun to do, having these 
free, fun activities mm-hmm. is really amazing and so happy to see that that's yeah. going to be available. You're going to be able to blast there without going on any of the attractions. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a yeah. really good time. So speaking of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, reservations for Disneyland's Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them were released this week. Some of them are coming up here. So uh, those who had reservations at the Disneyland Resort Hotels between May 31st and June 23rd received their date and time window on Monday, the 22nd of April. We got ours. <laughs> I blasted it all out there on social media. We're going to be there Saturday morning, June 1st, 8 a.m. to noon. And then I noticed, I looked down, and I'm like, wait a minute, this has, because we didn't want to try and, one, we didn't know when the reservations were going to come in, so we were like, if, if they scheduled us on Friday morning, we would have to get out of work and all these things. And like, so we did our reservation for Saturday, June 1st. I'm like, so that made sense for that. Okay, yeah, okay. It's weird that it's going to be when we were first arriving, yes. but, you know, I'm happy about that. But I went down to the reservation. I said, we were staying there the 31st to the 1st. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> went online, found out that we weren't the only ones having that problem. Just about everybody was having that problem. So somewhere where the reservation issue had kind of bumped everything 24 hours Early, so there were people even receiving reservations for May 30th when it was the people were getting excited, thinking that they they were actually going to go before, before it was supposed to open. <laughs> yes. But it, no, it still doesn't open till May 31st. <laughs> so uh, they figured it out. Disney figured it out. And like four hours later, they sent out another email with the corrected time. We are actually going to be out there Sunday morning, June 2nd, from 8 a.m. to noon. At least that's what our reservation is right mm-hmm. now. And uh, we will be doing our podcast that afternoon to tell you all about our time at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It's also our one-year anniversary podcast. Yes. Unless we've had a few too many cocktails. And- I don't care. We're, we're There'll be a really fun it episode might then. Be a, yeah, that might be a wild one to listen to. I mean, But we are going to totally recap and tell you what we our experience was with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and have that all ready for you. And thank you to everybody on social media who gave us uh, absolutely thumbs up permission that we could start drinking at the cantina, even though we have very early morning. 8 a.m. <laughs> we, we, that won't be our first thing to do. We want to experience a little bit more, but maybe uh, towards the end of our stay there, we'll uh, we'll participate in a little cocktail. We've got to try them for these people. We, we do this for the children. For the Even children. Even if the children aren't going to be drinking the alcohol, <laughs> it's still for the children. Uh, that's why we do this thing. Um, so we have our reservation. If you got your reservation, that's great. Hopefully we'll see you out there. Um, but if not, you still have a chance. Now, reservations are going to be open, remember, at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at the Disneyland Resort. You only can get in there with it by having a reservation from May 31st through June 23rd. After that, it's going to open up a little more. There's going to be some different ways to get in. I'm sure they're going to explain more on that as we get closer yeah, to that point. passes. Right. Uh, but So you'll need to get a reservation. Now, they are going to start releasing to reservations to people that are not staying at the Disneyland Resort Hotels. And that's coming up this coming Thursday on May 2nd. Yes. So be prepared for that if you're looking to get one of these reservations throughout that timeline between May 31st and June 23rd. Now, what they're saying is you need to go on to the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge website on the Disneyland website and Don't tell anybody i know i shouldn't tell people this but <laughs> we we do this for the children so i have to do this uh 8 a.m you want to be there to log on to this and they're going to give you more information on that and then the reservations to come available on may 2nd at 10 a.m this is pacific time for those of you on the east coast pacific time all these times so be prepared for that and remember you will need a 
not only a reservation, but also uh, a park admission mm -hmm. to get in that day. I'm going to talk a little bit more, something you need to remember about that uh, in my tip of the week. But just so you know, as we get into Galaxy's Edge, but it's really exciting now. We're getting really close. Yes. And it just... And this is part of the thing that hits me about this is just when this was first announced, it was four years ago. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's so great, but it's so far away. And then we saw so much more about it at the D23 Expo uh, right. a couple years ago. And it's like, yeah, that's so great. It looks fantastic, but it's still so far away, two years. Now it's just, it's it's on our doorstep. It's yeah. almost here. It's so exciting. It is exciting. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. Yeah. So Hard to believe. Yep. Uh, great stuff. So, And we will be telling you all about it. You'll be sharing it right along with us. We'll be posting on social media, and we'll be, of course, doing the podcast. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. Right. So, uh, let's move on, and we'll, but we'll stay in the Disneyland Resort. And some news that a new, or excuse me, a fan favorite Fireworks Spectacular is returning to the Disneyland I Resort. I heard. How exciting. Yes, it's really good news, actually. Uh, this is straight from the Disney Parks blog. First of all, it's not too late to join the Disneyland Resort as they still celebrate 90 years of Mickey Mouse with the Get Your Ears On a Mickey and Minnie celebration, which is filled with incredible entertainment like the Mickey's Mix Magic, which is the currently nighttime, uh, nighttime spectacular right. that's going on there. And that's fun whether you have fireworks mm -hmm. or no fireworks. Mm -hmm. I don't do the fireworks every night, but it is, that is really... It's a good time. That makes music, you yeah. Makes you, makes, you, makes you dance, makes you tap right. your foot, makes you smile. It's really good. And also, of course, the uh, Mickey Sensational Parade is still going on. Now, looking ahead to the summer... Disneyland Forever. Yes, Disneyland Forever, the fireworks spectacular, is going to return to the Disneyland Park. Yes. I love Disneyland Forever. I I'm excited for it to come back. Uh, it's going to have sparkling pyrotechnics, larger-than-life projections, and surprising special effects. Well, this is straight from the Disney Parks blog, so if it sounds like a a brochure. That's it why. does, actually. Yes. <laughs> uh, it will immerse you right in the middle of your favorite Disney and Disney and Pixar stories. Uh, so... That's so great. Uh, it's going to be start up again on June 7th. You may remember, where, if you don't remember where you've witnessed Disneyland Forever or um, where it first came about, it was for the uh, Diamond Celebration of Disneyland oh, was that's when right. that fireworks came mm -hmm. out. So it debuted on May 21st, 2015 and ran until September 5th of 2016. So it's been a couple years. Right. We're excited to get it back. Right. Definitely. And what's really great there at Disneyland is, is how they use the projections on the walls mm -hmm. and and on other attractions, mm -hmm. like on... Um, it's a small world. It's a small world. Down, uh, and, Main Street USA, yeah. uh, and where they have Fantasmic. They'll, they'll project it on the water right, sprays there. Right, yes. and on the Matterhorn. So you can stand in different areas and really still appreciate, you know, what's going on. It's, you know, so... Yeah, you could be just in the middle of Main Street. Lots of good places. Really matter, enjoy it. As a matter, I mean, yes, it's wonderful to see them on the castle and up and down uh, Main Street, USA, and everything. But really, if you you know, this is a like a, an extra tip. If you want to get see the fireworks really well and get great projections, uh, sometimes you can get back to it's a small world. It's really great place to witness it. You're a little mm -hmm. closer to the fireworks. And uh, you still get all the projections and everything, and it's a little bit lesser known spot. Right. You can get there a little bit later. Everybody's camped out in front of the castle usually. You can get there and camp out. A you still have to camp out. Yes. You can get there a little bit later a lot of times. Absolutely. And find a spot. Right. So just another little tip for you. Uh, so that's great. Excited about that. We will definitely be going there. Maybe if they have some sort of package to get preferred seating, we may do yeah, that. Yeah, that would be that. nice. So, checking that out. Uh, speaking of uh, fireworks spectaculars, uh, this year, there's something different coming 
for the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, this year's Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party at Magic Kingdom will feature a new <laughs> fireworks so spectacular. Fun. Yes, uh, this again from the Disney Parks blog. Uh, the spooky fun of event that happens on select nights from August 16th to November 1st will feature returning favorites along with all new experiences, including the debut of an incredible new fireworks spectacular. This show will feature state-of-the-art projection effects, lasers, lighting, and dazzling fireworks that come together to tell a not-so-scary story (laughs) about how anything can happen on Halloween night. The show will take guests along a trick-or-treating adventure where four friends, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy, find themselves drawn into a mysterious haunted house. (laughs) The journey takes them from one room of the house to another to encounter dancing skeletons, waltzing ghosts, and a whole series of troublemaking villains. Nice. Sounds fun. It does. It does. We've actually never done uh, Mickey. He's not so scary Halloween right. party, and we always feel like we're missing out. And I really want to do it at some point. Yeah, I think they've really upped their game mm-hmm. over the past few years, making it you know better and better. And I, yeah, I agree with you. It, it's time. Yeah, <laughs> we, we it just needs we just need to find a time when we're out there. We do, we're not usually out there at that time of year is the issue, and we need to find a time when we're out there around yeah. that when that's going on. So right. Although we have a lot of fun things here for oh, yeah. for Halloween. I mean, that are really you know make it unique. Well, one now we have the new Oogie Boogie Bash. Yeah. which is going to be fun at California Adventure. And mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a lot of fun and bringing, you know, some of the entertainment over to that side. Um, but also how we have our Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. gets uh, renovated. A haunted Holiday. Haunted Holiday with Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, so fun to see. Yeah, it is. It's my favorite. I, I love the Haunted Mansion. It's probably my favorite attraction anyway, but I love when it switches over yeah. uh, to the Haunted Holiday. It's so fun. I, it, I love it. And it's fun how you can enjoy it over two holidays. You know, it, yeah. it's perfect for Halloween, obviously, and because you have the king of Halloween there. Right. And then, again, for Christmas, right. you can it enjoy it. It works for so, both. Definitely. So yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, they haven't announced when tickets are going on for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party yet, but they start at $79. And, of course, you can buy them wherever you normally get your tickets, DisneyWorld.com, their phone number, et cetera. Um, by the way, they're also going to have a dessert party package for the mm-hmm. fireworks to get special seating nice. and everything for to add on. Even though it's already you know limited, it's a ticketed event, so there was not as many people there to the party. You can even get better seats still just the same sure. by doing this party. Plus, get lots of snacks and desserts and all sorts of fun stuff. Right. So. Speaking of ticketed events, um, they still have some tickets available over here for Marvel's Superheroes Night yeah. on April 30th Heroes and Assemble. May 1st. Here, yeah, Heroes, Disneyland After Dark, Heroes Assemble. Right, at the California Adventure. So um, if you haven't gotten your tickets to that and you're still interested, there were still some some. We available. are going to be there Tuesday night on the 30th. Yeah, it's two fun. nights, the 30th and the 1st. We will be there on the 30th, so look for us out there. Uh, and we're excited about it. And we'll be talking about it on our next podcast yeah. and telling you what we experienced out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that's it for the Disney Stories of the Week. But we never wrap up a show without giving you some sort of vacation tip or tip for a trip of the day at the parks or a trip, a tip for uh, going on Disney Cruise Line or run Disney, whatever the case may be. We like to leave you with a little something to get you prepared for your next vacation. And we never do it without leading off with Michelle because Michelle, <laughs> one, she's just awesome and Aww, she looks great awesome. with all her Marvel attire on <laughs> and she was all decked out and she was getting compliments yesterday at the theater for her attire. Uh, but she's beautiful, she's wonderful uh, and she just gives the absolute best tips, tips that I sometimes steal from because that's how good they are. 
She's just great. So you'll want to pay attention to her tip, and then you can listen to mine. But you want to pay attention to her tip. So let's get to it. You're so sweet. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Well, thank you, honey. So my tip has to do with linking reservations um, when you're staying at a Disney resort. And so uh, this could be, for example, if you are traveling with a group, say with some friends or family, and and you're staying at the same resort hotel, let them know that you are a group together so that they can do their best to try to to put your rooms as close as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you can do that in several ways. One, you can do it at the time you're making your reservation. You can, you know, say who you're traveling with from other parties. Um, you could also go online at another time and link it up. You just need to have their reservation number and their last name. Um, or you can call Disney Reservations directly. And obviously, if you have a travel agent, you can ask your travel agent to do that. But, you know, we've done this multiple times, you know, and it really does help, you know, get people to be kind of close together. Sometimes you might be adjoining rooms. They really do their best to try to get you as close as possible. I mean, obviously, if you have... Um, different types of rooms that might not be the case that they can have you adjacent but they they really do try to at least get you in the same buildings etc and that holds true too for the Disney cruise line mm-hmm. you know that let them know that you're traveling with other people that they will do their very best to get you in close proximity and you want to make sure that information is to them at least a week in advance so that they have time to uh, plot out those locations another time that you might find it important to link your reservation is let's say you're going to to Disney Resort and whether it's because you're adventurous and you want to try two or three different resorts during your stay or the you know you, you only had availability in one resort but your trip is going to be lasting longer and so you may have other resorts let them know to make sure that they're linking those reservations together because they will provide you free uh, support to transfer your luggage etc to the other resort hotels mm-hmm. so Use that tool of linking your reservations to help make it a better experience for you. Definitely. It's uh, something that can go by the wayside, but definitely important. I, I know you mentioned Disney Cruise Line. A lot of times, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you're booking these cabins. They're in different categories. Uh, they, they can't necessarily always move the cabins to be close together. They will try if they can, if you're going through Disney, but not easy. But one thing they will do is your dinner reservations. Make sure you're sitting right. at the same table or tables adjacent to one another. That way you're not like one, one people are over here or people are in there trying to shuffle things around. That way you can all sit with the the group of people you're with. Absolutely. And also this goes, I mean, as far as just not linking uh, reservations, if you ever want to say you're staying at any of the resorts, you can also contact them ahead of time, like a week out. And tell them like your what's your room preference. If there's a room you want that you like better than others, or there's a location within whatever resort that you like more than you can ask them. They can't guarantee it, but you can ask them. I like this room. Is there any way I can get this room? Or I like this floor. Can I get this floor? Or can I get this wing? I like this wing. And they can't right. like I said they can't guarantee it, but they will put their best effort into doing it. Absolutely, they really do try to look for that mm-hmm. and. Uh, so yeah, they're 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 so helpful, and they again they they really want people to have the best experience possible. And the more you communicate to them, the more you ask. That's a theme we've shared with you in the past. Uh, the better you'll have, and and underst- you know as long as you're understanding that hey it it may not be able to be accommodated, but 
if possible, they will do their best. Right. Absolutely. Completely agree with you. Uh, so again, Michelle's tip, awesome tip. Her tip is always the best tip, and it's a very important tip, and you definitely should know that one. My tip, not as important, but it's I think it's something that people need to pay attention to going into, especially when we as we're getting ready for people to make reservations for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Now, as I said earlier when this in the Disney Story segment, you need to have Disney uh, Disneyland Park admission to get into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge along with that reservation. Mm-hmm. So if you're just going to go in and buy a one-day ticket or a multi-day day ticket, you're fine. You don't need to worry about it. But as we know, and we've talked about many times on the show, Disneyland is driven by annual pass holders. Mm-hmm. So if you have an annual pass, you kind of got to know if you can even get into the park on those days when you're trying to make the reservation. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to, I looked up some dates to kind of make this simple for you. So you can kind of have an idea going in. Now, if you have the Disney uh, signature or signature plus the two top ones, you're good. You can get in either Anything. park any of those days, there's no blackouts. You're good to go. Don't worry about it. But however, they are shifting some things with some of the other uh, annual passes as regards to what parks you can enter on to certain days and what other, uh, other parks you can enter on certain days. And you'll need to know this, especially if you're trying to make your reservation for when you're there. So here I'm going to run down through some of these passports and what's available. If you have the deluxe, which is the number three mm-hmm. uh, most expensive, the third uh most expensive one. Uh, for Disneyland Park, you cannot go in. You'll be blacked out uh, from June, beginning on June 1st on Friday through Sunday, and that's through June 20th. So pretty much that time when that reservation area is, uh, yeah. you cannot, you will not be able to go in Disneyland Park using your annual pass for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So make that know that when you're going in to make your reservation. Uh, you're completely blacked out from that park from June 21st through <laughs> August 18th. Wow. So get that if you had that pass, take advantage of it while you're through those dates. You can, however, get into Disney California Adventure Park for that entire time. You are available. That is open for you nice. if you had that passport. Mm-hmm. So Disneyland blacked out, uh, Disney California Adventure Park, you're good. If you have the Southern California passport, you're completely blacked out at Disneyland Park from June 1st to August 25th. So don't try and make a reservation right. unless you're going to buy a ticket on top right. of that because you're not going to be able to get in. Just going to let you know. Uh, you can go to Disney California Adventure Park uh, Sundays through Thursdays through June 27th. You're completely blacked out after that until August 18th. So just to get you prepared for this summer, and many of you probably have already looked at this, but in case you haven't, I'm giving you a heads up before you try and make this a reservations and such. Uh, if you have the Southern California Select Pass, you're completely blacked out at Disneyland Park from May 31st until September 3rd. Sorry, yeah. you're not going to get in for a while. Well, uh, yeah. You're also completely blacked out at Disney California Adventure Park from June 6th through August 19th. Then you open up Monday through Thursday for the rest of the summer, except on Labor Day. So you can still get into California Adventure right. during those days. But just sign, just wanted to let you be aware of what's coming if you have these annual passes. Like I said, you probably have looked at this anyway. But just in case you haven't or you're considering buying one of these, um, just letting you know if you're looking to get into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, uh, it's going to be a little difficult unless you have those top tier, very expensive yes. passports. It also includes the I, I said the signature and signature plus also co- of course includes the premier passport, which goes for both a Walt Disney World Resort and a Disney World right, Resort. Right, right. You know that's really good information too. I mean, uh, every once in a while, I know right now there's a special going on for Disneyland um, Resort for both parks that that for locals that you can get like a three day pass. You know, but it's really important to know your dates. We've seen that recently, sadly, mm-hmm. um, you know, with 
kids involved. You know, you got them there and now they're turned away at the gate. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, we've seen somebody look like a looked like it could have been even a first date kind of situation. That poor guy looked very uncomfortable yeah. uh, being turned away. And so it's just, you know, like you said, uh, the parks are very driven by annual pass holders here in Disneyland. And so just knowing that can really make sure you have a, a better experience. Right. Just know kind of going in to just take a little time to do a little homework. And that goes for not only for the annual passes, which is important, but also for your, like you're talking about your tickets, mm-hmm. your one day tickets. You know, if you're, if you're buying a one day, one park ticket, make sure you know that. Cause and when you win, enter in one park, you're not going into the other one. Right. So just make sure you know that. I mean, you can't always go and um, elevate uh, your, any ticket or annual pass right. to a higher level by talking to the going to the ticket booth right. but if you don't know that going in you think you're getting a decent price you think whatever um, you may find you're out there and it's not as good a trip as you want it to be right. so and that wasn't the case in years past they mm-hmm. wouldn't ha- they would have blackout dates but not blackout not per parks park. yeah. and now this is a change yeah they're changing things around a little bit so that was more the reason why i wanted to bring it up too is because of that it's different than what we've right. known in the past good tip. Uh, i wanted to point it out so that's it that's it for this week's show we've had a great fun time talking about marvel we had so much to unpack uh talking about marvel hopefully for those of you that only listen to the spoiler free segment eventually well i know eventually you're, you're going to see this film well, I, I would assume eventually you'll see this film and you'll be able to go back and listen to our spoiler full segment because we had a lot to talk about in that segment obviously yes. by how long this episode <laughs> is um but we had a lot of fun next week i already talked about it we'll be recapping our experience at the disneyland after dark heroes assembled ticketed event at Disney California Adventure Park. We're excited for that one, in part because it's Marvel, yes. um, but also because it's our first ticketed event that uh, was taking place at Disney California Adventure Park right, that we've attended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're excited about that. That's true. Uh, we're also, I, I'm thinking next week that we're going to get back to one of our Five Favorite Things series. Yes. Things. I don't know what we're going to do yet. We'll probably discuss that and maybe come out with something midweek and let you know. Or we may just come up with a few ideas and throw it out there on like a Twitter poll or yes. just uh, kind of look for your input on what you want to hear us talk about. Right. And I have a few already, so well, that might be what we do. Right. Or unless something, you know, yeah. between us. Yeah. We'll see what, what comes up. And if you have any ideas, we'd love to hear from you as well. Please contact us and let us know what you'd like to hear from us as far as continuing our five favorite things series. And how you can contact us are easy. We're on social media all over the place. On Twitter, at Hyperion Pod... Excuse me. I can say it now. (laughs) At Hyperion Podcast. Facebook and Instagram, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We're on Pinterest, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. You can also email us, HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and please, please do let us know if you have some feedback for us. Uh, You could also do that in the form of a review. Uh, But even if you don't do that, let us hear from you and know what things are working and what things you'd like Mm -hmm. to see different or new. And I mean, we have some ideas, but we love getting yours because... uh, you all are great. We appreciate and you. And whatever five favorite uh, things list we come up with this week, we will probably be looking for your input and sharing that on next week's show <laughs> as well. Uh, you can also find us. You found us today. Find us in the future. We have our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. We do written reviews on there. We do also have the podcast there. In the future, there's going to be some more things added there as soon as I actually find the time to get around to it. <laughs> it's going to be happening before too long. Uh, you can also always find us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, 
SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. And please tell your friends about us. And if you have a little more time, give us a rating and a little more time of review. Helps so much in helping other people that might like this podcast, uh, might like Disney podcasts, might like listening to our content, find us. Yep. And share, share, share. Tell a friend. Share, share, share. And we have a lot of great friends out there that we talk with on social media. A lot of great podcasts. Um, we have so many and we're going to be doing some fun things together in the coming months. And uh, just to let you know, we all approach things in different ways. And that's why I think it's great about our Disney podcast community. So uh, we'll be talking with a lot of them as well. But let's wrap up this show. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. But until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.